Welcome to What's That About? Today we're looking at nostalgia. So let's wind the clock back and look at the first bit of What's That About? we ever released. A 30 second trailer. Hey, What's That About? is a new podcast from us, the Martin Brothers. We're going to take a look at the topics and trends that kind of make you raise your eyebrow and ask, what's that all about? So what kind of questions are we going to be answering, Don? Well, why are adults now using colouring in books? What's that about? Good question. Why do I always need to go to the toilet in a library? That is a good question. That happens to me as well. Or uh, why does toast always land buttered side down? Or the bigger question, what's making us drop pieces of toast so often? What's that about? It's actually got some pretty good grip, you know, with the crust and the, the grains and stuff. You idiot. Why, why do some people say asked instead of asked? That sounded German. Achtung. <laughs> what makes someone cool? Like, what are the factors that determine coolness? Yeah, well, we better get a guest in for that one. <laughs> why, like, why do men, as we get older, why do we lose all our friends? Like, why does that happen? You can be in for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> These are the kind of questions that we're going to be getting to the bottom of. Um, yeah, stay tuned. We'll be releasing it soon. All right, Luke. Hmm. I've got some big news. Give it to me. I just uh, checked the weather report. Apparently... Emails. Emails. Don, after a five-year email drought, we were flooded with emails this week. We are swimming in emails. We too many. We couldn't keep up. I had to take on someone to just to deal with it all. (laughs) We've got staff now on the podcast. It is. How many emails do you reckon we got? Let's let's go through them. (laughs) Lindsay Fisher. Lindsay Fisher. What a legend. Love Lindsay. Nick Coop, one of the greats. Elfarber Throp, one of the greats. Chantelle Gautier, one of the great names, one of the greats. Another email from... Uh, Halsey. Uh, Halsey came back. She emailed back with some suggestions. Thanks for coming to the party, Halsey. H is back. I feel back. like I guilted her into it. H but, is uh, back. H is back and she's delivering in spades. Too many spades. She's done well. <laughs> she's done well. But the, I would actually say the email of the week. We've got that many emails. We can have an email of the week now. Brian Tripp. Trippy has really <laughs> taken us on one because it was one of the great emails. It was it was riddled with what's that about references for the last 60 odd episodes. Absolutely hilarious, Brian. Some of the best. No, I have to take one point against... He he made a suggestion. One was that your lists are very boring, which I was really behind. I thought that was, he was my favourite emailer from the get-go after that one. <laughs> and then he had the audacity to suggest that I was just getting Don's definitions from Wikipedia. Which... Got him. That's a real kick in the teeth to the team of hardworking individuals I've got 24-7 pumping out definitions. The exact phrasing, I think, was... I'd love to hear Don's dandy definition of this topic, or I could just look it up on Wikipedia. What? Yeah, it was a zinger. What a zinger. It was, it was definitely a zinger. Got him and there's view. no comeback. It's mostly not accurate. That's <laughs> I'm going to say. It's, it's kind of a little bit accurate. So, big week on the inbox. Um, very exciting. Thank you, everyone, for Keep for coming. In. We've got a lot of suggestions now. We want more. We want to hear from you guys. We want suggestions. Would you say it's raining suggestions, would you say? It's raining. Suggestions. Okay, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Brian who suggested today's topic, nostalgia. Now, Don, I don't want to put too much pressure on you, but I've had a busy week. And I've done my, I've done my standard literature review for this topic. But mm-hmm. I, I'm going to need you to carry some of the load today, please. Just like every other episode, not a problem. <laughs> so it's just, not going to be a problem. I'm just uh, establishing the status quo. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> 
how good is nostalgia? Are you a are you a nostalgia person? Yeah, I think everyone is to some degree. Um, I'd say I'm reasonably nostalgic. What are some of your What are some of your highlights when you look back to the '80s and '90s? What sticks out? Mm-hmm. Bullying you was I get nostalgic <laughs> about that? That beautiful time before you started doing martial arts, and I had to stop. <laughs> that was a golden age for for Don. Uh, that was great. That's about it. I just really I go back to that daily. To be honest. <laughs> That's for my peak. I peaked when I was seven. <laughs> this is this is not funny, but you know what I always remember from when we were kids. Mm. I'll see if I can plant the nostalgia in your in your head. Really rainy day. What was the thing that all our brothers used to go and do when it was absolutely pelting down with rain? Take the footy down to the oval. Yeah, sliding around on the oval down that hill with our old tracky dacks yeah. and, and old jumpers on, sliding down. They were some of the best days of my life. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. And do you find with your kids, do you try to force things that you liked as a kid onto them? Like I got my kid playing Frogger the other day, just that kind of uh, just pushing stuff that you like onto them that reminds you of your childhood. Yeah, I, I do a little bit. I try not to because I think, I don't know, like in terms of music and stuff, I'll listen to what I want to listen to, but I don't know. I feel like... They need to figure stuff out for themselves. There was a meme once of like some dude our age making their kid listen to Remain in Light by Talking Heads. And then like this kid, I don't know, he's going to get to school and not really know anything about popular music that everyone else is listening to. Not a good thing. Um, I feel bad because the other day my kid said their favourite song was Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool, but it's probably not the typical eight-year-old favourite song. That's a tune. Uh, But also, it's giving them an education as well. Musical education. It's not a bad thing. Exactly right. Um, So, it's probably time for the uh, Don's Dandy definition. What is nostalgia? Hang on, where did this dandy come from? You mentioned dandy in one uh, episode. Well, it's a delicious definition today (laughs) because it's a different D. Don's delicious definition is nostalgia. So, basically... I'm jumping right in. Nostalgia is a sentimentality for the past and typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. And it's often associated with a yearning for past personalities, possibilities and events. It's basically, you know, it's like the good old days is the classic saying for nostalgia. Are you going to reference your source, your Wikipedia there? Are you going to acknowledge that? Uh, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> not not going not to do that. The so team what- came up with it. With the team, what so you was like a bittersweet yearning for the past? Is that how you described it? Yeah, I think that's yeah. pretty accurate. Um, so it's it's sweet because we get to relive good times from the past, but it's bitter because there's an acknowledgement that we can't live those good times again. So it's almost like you're experiencing. Yeah, they're finished. They're good times from the past, and yeah. in some ways, may not be as good now, or for different reasons. So it's just different. Yes, and I heard that it's like I read that it's nostalgia is often triggered. At a time of loss or change or disruption, so we're kind of we're looking back for these kind of good times in the past um, to help us when we're feeling a bit unsettled at the moment. And it's like you're experiencing happiness and sadness in equal measure at the same time. It's kind of like you when you masturbate. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's happiness and sadness. I don't know. It's- <laughs> Yeah, I took a risk. <laughs> took I a took risk. a risk. Oh, dear. So, talk me through it. What did you... I know I've got a feeling that you didn't find this topic particularly interesting. So, maybe start with what did you find interesting about it? 
Researching this topic made me nostalgic for previous topics is basically how I felt about it. Was ah, it was the good it... old days of when what makes someone cool. They were the good old days. I had a bittersweet yearning for that uh, that research. Nah, so it was interesting. As you said, periods of change really make people more nostalgic. Apparently in your 20s when you're sort of essentially becoming a grown-up, you look back in your childhood a bit. And then also when you're like apparently people in their 50s are essentially nostalgic for the past and they'll look back and basically take stock of their lives is another prime uh, period for being nostalgic. Yes. And I read uh, one study that they asked people, if you could go back and live any age again, what would it be? Mm. And the average age was 20 was where people wanted to go back to. When you're in that, you kind of, you're old enough to have independence, but young enough that you've got options and possibilities. It's kind of like that sweet spot in in kind of the lifespan, which I thought that was pretty interesting. And so the average is 20. What year would you pick? <sighs> um, when was peak peaked on? When I look back at photos and I look... Now, this is nostalgic in terms of my looks. I genuinely reckon I peaked at four. <laughs> I was cute as a button. I was an absolute delight. I had a, I had a little bit of cheekiness, a little bit of rugged good looks. I was... Uh, you also yeah. had a little bit of Kermit the Frog about you as well, though. Don't, don't hint of Kermit. Don't gloss yeah, over but that. A good hint. The, <laughs> it was Kermit's good side. Yeah, like I was looking at a photo of us together, and you had a little bit of Miss Piggy about you as well. So <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a bit true. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, you know, it was like uh, two peas in a pod. <laughs> the- so, in terms of your looks, because everyone likes talking about their own looks, where was your peak? I don't know. This is not really nostalgia, but uh, what do you reckon your peak Luke was? I reckon that there was a... When I was around six, cute as two buttons, then there was a period, I don't know, like maybe late teens before I put on about 80 kilos where I'm like, could be worse. Then... No, it was bad. It was really bad. That was a terrible period for you. I feel I'm getting bullied quite significantly in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's your kung fu now? Over Skype. <laughs> that was one of the things I read that I found interesting is the tendency when you look back over your life is to remember all the good things, the good times, and just kind of whitewash over the, the bad things. And so there's kind of different kinds of nostalgia as well. There's kind of personal nostalgia for your own life. And then there's that historic nostalgia when you're like, you know, the fifties were better than today or, or previous generations were better than today. That whole, you know, back in the fifties before racism was bad kind of uh, thinking, which is apparently personal nostalgia can be quite good for you, but that historic nostalgia is just rubbish for everyone. That's the, uh, the but general it's really summary. common. It's really common. And you know, there's that, what was that Woody Allen movie? Um, Midnight in Paris. Yeah. It was yep. basically, that was the whole premise, is that this dude went back to the 20s, I think, and he thought that was his where he should have been born. And then everyone there was saying, you know, the 1890s were where it was at. Sort of, it's yeah. a really common thing. And the reality is that the 70s would obviously be the best decade. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you remember that Rick, that Ricky Gervais joke? Where he's talking about, which, uh, about the different wars and which war was the worst. And he's like, Vietnam, best soundtrack. Like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And so we're looking at um, triggers as well. And so they say smell and touch. Uh, touch, I, I don't really relate to at all. Do you? Like, no, it's good Smell, point. definitely. Smell, if I smell, like I, when I was in my early 20s, I went and worked at a summer camp in America for a couple of years and it was great. And the deodorant I was wearing, if I buy that deodorant now, it's still on sale, it would make me think of that period of my <laughs> life. It was weird. Yeah, it really brings me back. And then music is another classic thing, you know, soundtrack to your life. Certain songs will evoke, I guess, emotions and memories of certain periods of your life. Yeah. So, so I'm not so big on, oh, yeah, definitely not um, touch. Not so no. much smell or sound either. I'm big for, like, I have very clear memories of things we used to do as kids or things like toys or TV or games or, like, things we did is the biggest nostalgia for me. That's kind of the main way I experience it. One of the other things that is a big trigger is weather, apparently. And I don't relate to that either. How does that work? I don't know. Weather. It's weird. Because you think it's only it's like the hot day. How's a hot day going to link you back to a previous time? Yeah, Just I don't know. Previous hot days, I presume. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and so, there's been, I think over, over time, there's been different kind of perspectives on is nostalgia good for you or bad for you? Is it helpful or harmful? And I think... You know, I think in the late 1600s when this idea came about, it was considered bad for you. Nostalgia was almost like depression. It was a disease. Like a disease. It was a disease. Yeah. Yeah. And then over time, it's kind of like, no, actually, it's actually good for you. And there's a lot of research around how it's actually quite a good coping strategy and it's good for your well-being and it helps you be more resilient. And, and so, the, the pendulum has swung massively to nostalgia being a really positive thing that they actually try to invoke in people now who need to kind of feel better about their life, which I, I found that quite interesting. Yeah, just going back to the... When it was first kind of noticed in the 1600s, they thought it was a medical condition and they actually had symptoms for it, which included fainting, high fever, indigestion, stomach pain, and death. Now, that sounds like COVID. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of COVID. Um it's crazy. And then in the war, apparently the same thing happened and a lot of people had to be discharged. Essentially, they were homesick. Yes, that's what I read. I read they didn't them know like... how to deal with it. And one of the techniques in the army was to bully bully the people that were homesick or nostalgic. To just um, beat it out of them. That it would, make them. it would make them tougher, is the thought. And then they'd mm-hmm. get over it. And didn't work, surprisingly. Right. Yeah. One of the interesting things I read was, even though the pendulum has swung to nostalgia is now good for you, I did read some more recent stuff that was saying the way that we kind of experimentally induce um, nostalgia to get all these research findings is very artificial because you'll say to someone, you know, remember a past experience from your childhood or something. So you choose to remember something good like sliding down the oval in the mud. Whereas when they actually get people to monitor their mood, you know, every day, if nostalgia is triggered in you and it's not your con- under your control, often that can have a negative impact. So they're kind of like saying it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Sometimes it's helpful and sometimes it can be too much and can actually make you feel the loss too greatly and then it's not good for you. So it's kind of, it's a little bit more sophisticated than it's just good for you. Yeah, it kind of depends what you're nostalgic for, I guess. But one of the other things is it can actually be exploited. So marketers really exploit nostalgia in people to sell products, basically. That's a big tactic, isn't it? You see that yeah. when they revamp, you know, even like the Super Nintendo got re-released. And I haven't played a computer game since the Super Nintendo. And I was like, 
I'm going to get on board. Love the SNES. Yeah, I actually got one. <laughs> for the I got, for speaking, of pushing, <laughs> speaking of pu- pushing stuff on the kids, and I was like, ah, they've got to have their own journey. Yeah, I bought one for the kids. So... <laughs> And it's okay, you know, it's not as good as you remember. Some of the games are good, but overall, uh, they're better now. It's like cartoons, you know, everyone's nostalgic for the cartoons they watched as a kid, but the reality is they're better now. Yeah, sometimes when I watch the kids' cartoons, I'm like, that is really well made. That is hilarious. That's a good storyline. The You know what the biggest nostalgia yeah. thing I watched recently, and I know you know this, watching uh, the new series of Cobra Kai and the way that is... Nostalgic for both the Karate Kid movie and the 80s. Yeah. I'm bloody loving it. It's fantastic. 80s nostalgia is a massive selling point at the moment. Like Stranger Things is very nostalgic for the 80s. Yes. Everyone that grew up in the 80s, you know, heading towards middle age, really, I guess 40s, 50s. And, you know, they're big consumers and that goes gangbusters. There's a bar in Canberra. I think it's called 88 Miles Per Hour, which is literally an 80s bar. They just play 80s music and it's quite popular. Referencing the Back to the Future DeLorean's feet. Oh, that's good. And it's, it's always full. I've, I've only been there a couple of times. It's full of young people there for the novelty and a bunch of sad old people trying to relive their youth. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was the latter. Any flat tops on site? A <laughs> couple Just of bowl cuts, a couple <laughs> of flat tops, happy <laughs> pants. Yeah. I, I lost my bum bag, so I had to leave. <laughs> did you uh, <laughs> Did you learn anything else about nostalgia? No, not really. That's about it. <laughs> The only other thing I saw in terms of like why do humans, why are we kind of primed for nostalgia? And they reckon it's it's kind of like a, you know, a survival strategy or a coping strategy. And it's kind of this idea that if you can tune into your sense of personal continuity over your lifespan. So the same, you know, kid that was down the oval is the same kid that was, you know, awkward in high school. It's the same person that started in that job is the same person now you have almost like your identity you have an anchor point for your identity and that can be quite stabilizing when you're going through unsettling times so that's they reckon it's actually adaptive to be able to you know link in with your higher self like that which i think is it's pretty interesting yeah it's reason <laughs> reasonably interesting um but let's move on to our social etiquette segment. If you've got a social problem that makes you want to run and hide, then we recommend you listen to Luke and Don's Etiquette Guide. Luke and Don's Etiquette Guide, if you want. All right, Luke, what have you got for us today? All righty, so the great Nick Coop has written, here's a potential social etiquette topic, if you haven't done this before. Holding a door open for other people. What's the maximum distance? I've had people running 100 metres in less than 10 seconds. So, clearly, I have no idea. I would appreciate some guidance. Mm. So, you know the scenario. There are people walking towards a door and you're almost through it. You turn around. How many metres away do they have to be for you to, you know, in good conscience, close the door and keep walking? This is quite a tricky one. So... This happens to me at work quite a lot because someone would be maybe 10 metres away and so I open the door thinking I'm an absolute boss and thinking I'm going to get the best thanks and it's going to be great and I'm just left holding the door and then they just walk straight past and they don't even come in the door and I feel like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That happens to me all the time. (laughs) I think I do the same thing that uh, Nick Coop does where I 
hold the door open when someone is about 400 meters away. Yeah. And then they feel the pressure to go, oh, bloody hell, now I need to jog through the door because this idiot's holding it open for me. And so they get the yeah. jo- they get the jog on and I'm I'm not loving it because I'm having to wait. They're not loving it because they're having to run because of me. No one's the winner in that situation. That's true. I think you have to be within smelling distance. <laughs> I think if you can't if you can't smell either their BO or their delightful perfume, then you shouldn't do it. They're they're able to open a door. Just let them do it. You let them use their arms. Very good guidance. The other yep. the other tactic I reckon is worth trying is you know how you do that you know, you hold the door open as you're walking through, you just give it one last little push open which communicates Oh, yeah, I've opened the door for you, but you are already, you legged it, you're off. It's just a, yeah. a little half-hearted tap of the door open with a bit of momentum and you're away. That can backfire, though. That counts. No, if that it, counts. If it swings back in and it's got a good solid hinge on it with uh, the springs a bit too strong, there's a potential for head knockage at that are point. You, what kind of steel traps are you walking through? You, you're walking through a bloody mousetrap. What, what kind <laughs> kind of hinge systems some doors, do they have at your Some way? doors have a bit of speed about them. I don't know what sort of Mickey Mouse doors they have in Melbourne. <laughs> we have the industrial grade 5A hinge. But the old 5A. The old 5A hinge. So, in, in conclusion, you know, if they're within smelling distance, hold the door open. If yep. uh, you're unsure, give it a gentle uh, little little push on your way through. Make sure that the... Assess the hinge first, guys. That's a, gotta assess the hinge. If it's bloody spring bound, <laughs> then reass- yeah. reassess all your options. Reassess, yeah, that's right. Alrighty. Well, hope Nick Cooper, hope that has answered your social etiquette dilemma. Thank you for the uh, suggestion. All right. Well, I think we're done for yet another week. P- Potty's going gangbusters at the moment. Emails are go go. Plays are going through the roof. Everything's looking good in What's That About Lane, which is always a good thing. Uh, once again, reviews would be awesome on iTunes or wherever you leave reviews. We'd appreciate it. Send us an email. Say good day. Thanks to all that have done that already. And the other, obviously, you know, we've got a Facebook page as well. One of the uh, thoughts we've had is, well, we're not sure what topic to do because you know we are now flooded with suggestions. If we were to put up a little Facebook poll of, you know, do you want the next episode to be this topic or this topic? We were going to do that this week, but we were worried that no one was going to answer the poll. To be honest. So, if you see that in your newsfeed, would you click on it? Send us an email, let us know. I reckon if we put a poll up, we have about 80 likes on the Facebook page. I reckon we'll get less than five responses. If we put a poll up for an episode, what do you reckon? Less than five. Okay, Two of those would be us. Let's, let's put it to the test. Let's do an experiment live on the show. Right. We're going to put a poll up. I predict we will get seven responses to the poll. Not and we cannot respond. We cannot respond. I think it'll I'm going to say we get four. Four. Okay. So <laughs> we get four. Closest to the pin. Hang on a minute. This is going to influence the. Uh, <laughs> this is going to influence the the user. No one's listening. <laughs> no one's listening. Okay. We'll see who's closest to the pin. I've got seven. You've got four. Keep an eye out in your newsfeed. Thank you for listening. All right. See you next time, guys. Mm-hmm.